Welcome back to the shop. This is the uh, podcast of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Sports Department. Got uh, Henry Apple on my left, Ricky Fires on my right. I might be confused with my other right, Ricky Fires. <laughs> and then our big uh, celebrity this week, Paul Boyd, the Arkansas Sports Writer of the Year. In the middle, we're going to let him back clean up today. He's going to back clean up. So, got some good sports to talk about today, some good basketball. We're going to start with Henry Apple over here. Henry's going to give us a little bit of a of a, a little recap of the 6A West girls from Tuesday night. Yeah, we, we started off with Bentonville and Fayetteville and a great game. Uh, even though both coaches admitted they did not play their best, but still a great game. Gills down to the wire, Corrive Beck hits a shot at the buzzer. And Fayetteville wins 41 to 40 after Miriam Dalla had hit a shot with three and a half seconds left to give Bentonville the lead. Wow. So, a, a, a game that kind of lived up to its hype of two undefeated teams. I, I really thought this would be, you know, everything it was advertised, and it did be this because, you know, you knew that uh, Fayetteville had the, the backcourt with Goforth and Karai Beck, but. There's that six foot four presence there at Merriam Dada for Bentonville, which gave them kind of a could give them the edge in the front court. And sure enough, that's the way it played out. I cannot wait to see what kind of player she's going to be by the time she gets to be a senior there. She's, I mean, her improvement from year one, which she was already a good, you know, pretty good player last year, to year two, that's a pretty, she, I think, in my opinion, she's made a pretty significant step. Yeah. Uh, the, the only thing, she still plays a little tentative at times, but, you know, uh, and I've said it before, give her about 15 pounds on that slender body and let her get a mean streak. She could be fun to watch. So speaking of mean streaks, Henry, let's go drop down to the 4A conference. I'm sorry, uh, Rick, last night in the 4A, Berryville girls just romped over Farmington. Beat them by 30, 29 points, basically 30. So if you want to look at the mean streak, take a look at Berryville and Hannah Morrell. That's what Dowda needs to pattern her game after because Morrell, she is a beast in the lane for Berryville. I got up this morning and wiped uh, sleep out of my eyes, and I looked at that score, and I said, that can't be right. I said, oh, I've screwed up a mis misleading headline or something. For Farmington girls to get beat by that much is stunning to me. I haven't seen I, – I don't I don't know where they play at. I don't know if it's Calico Rock or way up there in the hills. i got to see uh, the Berryville girls play. I remember them from last year, and I know they got some really hoss girls on that team. Anderson, Lexi Anderson, one of my favorite players. I love her aggressiveness. I can't wait to see that team in person because Farmington girls, I've seen them twice, and they are – uh, pretty good and get beat that bad. I'm just still surprised. Well, big game for uh, Bailey Smith last night for uh, for Berryville. She hit the 1,000 point mark, so that's a, you know it's a big deal. She's been there like nine years. She right? has. I think she was the, the like a, one of the original members of the Berryville <laughs> Lady Bobcats from way back when. But you know Berryville's a team that's gotten to the semifinals. They've gotten to the semifinals and just cannot get past that round. Um, of course, these girls that they have now that are seniors were all freshmen when this run started. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if this year if they can take that next step because, boy, last night was a significant win for that program, not just to beat Farmington, but to beat them like that. You know, that's – you know that's you just don't like – like, yeah. like you said, you don't see that very often. You don't often. see that. So going back to the 6A, Henry, so Fayetteville's last second win last night over Bentonville sets up a big game on Friday night at Fayetteville. So you have also undefeated in conference Springdale – coming into Fayetteville on Friday night. Yeah, a very impressive win over Rogers last night for the Lady Bulldogs. And 
This team is interesting to watch because I watched them the other night against Bentonville West. Markeisha Davis sets the tone early, and then her teammates kind of form behind her and take up the slack. And when that happens, good things happen to Springdale. They do, and if they can continue – you know, to get some contribution from Ashton Minchu and and Piggy and some of those players. You know, Springdale's got a nice old team, and of course, she, Mark, you know, Marquisha Davis, she is you know on a different level most every game that they mm-hmm. play, um, and it's going to be fun to watch her at Arkansas and see you know how she's going to be able to take her game up at that level. Um, but but Springdale. You know they're they're going to be a good team, and I tell you what, I, I think they can give Fayetteville a good a good run Friday night and, and be competitive and possibly come out of there with the win. It it's all sets down uh, like last night. Uh, Fayetteville wasn't as best because it had to deal with some foul trouble. Relaford got four fouls. Kariah Beck got four fouls. I think even Sasha Goforth had either three or four fouls. So they got in foul trouble, and it caused the Lady Bulldogs to actually take time off the clock, you know, where this was a low-scoring game, but there was points in the fourth quarter where they were milking the clock, just trying to save themselves from not getting into further foul trouble. Good deal. Let's kick, kick it over to our celebrity over here, Paul Boyd. He, Paul, you saw a good boys game last night. Hey, before he answers, do you need uh, some more donuts, another cup can we of get coffee? You anything? To, can we get you anything? Boy, it seems as though I'm, I might ought to take advantage of this <laughs> yeah. moment because I'm going to tell you. Well, I need some money for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I get a loan? Yeah, no, okay. Yeah. All right, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, but uh, as far as a very competitive game, Rogers and Springdale, up and down – uh, you know, it's really interesting because uh, throughout early in the game, uh, Rogers coach uh, Lamont Fraser wanting, exhorting his team over there, run, run, run. We want to – they want to pick up the pace. Up tempo. Yes. And it's interesting that they wanted to do that against a Springdale team who has good guards who are athletic as well. But he felt like that it was to their advantage to get up and down the floor. And you look up at halftime and, you know, they got an eight-point lead. Uh, they they do some really good things. Rogers, their guards are, are can shoot the ball, can handle the basketball, and then they've got some big kids inside who are who are developing. So you look now. Rogers is tied with Bentonville now in one game. Uh, they're each at uh, three and one. Correct, one game behind Fayetteville in the conference standings. Uh, Springdale also at three and one. They had started three and zero. Oh. So it's like we talked. We've talked about this multiple times. A parity in the six A West boys. You know from uh, you know un, after Fayetteville. You know, it's going to be it's going to be a logjam. You know, for those two, three, four, five, six, you know, spots in the state tournament. So, uh, we'll be some really good basketball games uh, going down the rest of the way as the first half ends and we go into the second half. Let's go over to the six A Central. Last night, Fort Smith Northside they have had this game circled on the calendar for a long time. We're talking about the girls. We're talking about nationally ranked Fort Smith Northside going against a very, very good Conway team, a team that had gone down and had played very well in a big tournament down in Texas. It was, once again, Ricky Smith and Northside, and they are legit. We knew that all along, and they came came away with a big road win over in Conway. Yeah, uh, I talked to Ricky Smith before the season started, and, boy, he, you could tell he loves this team and its makeup this year. And told me before the season started, he says, I really feel like it's going to be a good team if we can stay healthy and we get things clicking, we're going to be very good. They are clicking. Uh, back in 
Sunday's edition, I had a feature story on Jersey Wolfenbarger, Mm -hmm. who has really stepped up her game as well. Girl has picked up four inches in height from last year. I'm still waiting on my growth spurt. I'm, you know, I'm 57. I still got a chance, right? I'm like, I'm like uh, on a Dumb and Dumber. You're saying I have a chance, right? <laughs> but yet she uh, not only you know grew up some height-wise, but she has grown up on the court. She's averaging now right around 15 and a half points a game, where she was only averaging 10. You throw her in there with the Brashear sisters and uh, the Coleman girl inside. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in here in this 6A group. We think, you know, Northside obviously will be a factor, you know, in the state championship. And, uh, well, you know, this is no surprise. They, you know, they usually are. They've, you know, had, they're not, they're not the, you know, dominant program that won four state championships in a row or whatever back, you know, in the early 2000s. But Northside, year in, year out, you know, Ricky Smith has a state title contender, you know, every season pretty much. And, and uh, they are, you know, last night, not only just to get a win over a very good Conway team, but to do it on the road was huge. Hey, who's got more Relifords? Is it, is it Fayetteville or Fort Smith Northside or uh, uh, the boys or the girls? Seem like there's about 12 of them It's a good competition. It's, it's neck and neck right it's now. It's neck and neck. I, I know there's three on the Fayetteville boys roster right now, yeah. so lots and of And there's relevant. at least two on the north side and one on north side girls, so they can hoop. Now, in the boys uh, last night, Northside also had a big game at Conway. Conway came away with a one-point win. Uh, Northside, uh, Henry's kind of hit a little bit of a little bit of a, a snag here. They, had, you know, had had looked like they were when they opened the season with the big win against Fayetteville. Looked mm-hmm. like they were going to just roll over everybody. They've had some big wins, but once conference play started, they've you know they've they've stumbled a couple of times. They've actually had. I'm sitting here looking at the standings. They won by five against Bryant. They won a. Sh- on a shot at the buzzer against Little Rock Central. So, oh, you're doing O in conference play. Well, now it's the flip side. They have lost their last two games by a grand total of six points. Yeah, lost at home to Catholic. Uh, to me, I thought that was kind of a stunner, to lo- not to lose to Catholic, but to lose at home. Mm-hmm. That was actually Northside's first home game of the season, that game. And they lost that one, and now they've lost to, to Conway on the road by a point. So, uh, Northside, of course, they're a good team, and I'm sure that uh, Eric Burnett will get it. You know, he get it straightened out and turn it around there again. But uh, anyway, they've you know now lost back-to-back games, so um, they're kind of behind the eight ball in the six A Central for sure. You're talking about prote- protecting your home court. Uh, I don't think Spring to Harbor's in the in the upper echelon in six A, but man, they they got a win at home they needed. They were coming off a tough loss at Springdale High, 39-36. Uh, we've all seen games where you know you lose a crushing rivalry game like that. That can turn in three, four losses. Uh, but Harbor pulled it out last night, and in an unconventional way, the Jenkins kid, who you know one of the best players in the league now, he was in foul trouble, and they had to have their other guys uh, come to the forefront. And Buchanan, Buchanan really uh, kind of took over during stretches there, and um, they hit some key free throws. And um, they were able to pull out that win because uh, had they lost that one, they'd, they'd really be uh, struggling. But that moved them two, two and two in the league. Uh, um, Coach Bowling called it a fight, a 15-rounder. Um, I, I don't know, that's a little exaggeration. It wasn't a great, uh, well-played game, but it was a close game, and they got the one that uh, they needed. We'll roll down in classification a little bit. We got Salem Springs boys. They got a win last night over Greenwood. Greenwood girls won the, the – uh, First game last night, Greenwood girls uh, beat Siloam. So, so Greenwood, of course, has it going on. I want to talk about the 4A. 
Harrison boys, we have all talked about how good they were going to be and, and, and going to be the, the cream of the crop in the 4A1. Last Friday night, Paul, they got a little wake-up call over in Huntsville. Huntsville was waiting on them. That's, I, I tell you what, that was a stunner to me, uh, having watched both teams. Now, I, I saw Huntsville very early, first week of the season. I was kind of like, oh, okay, they're, they're, they're not bad. And then I had the opportunity over the holidays to go to, go to Harrison and watch them a couple of nights back-to-back in a row. And I was like, okay, I like their team, nice team. Now, like I said, like Rick said, uh, I look and I saw that score and I was like, really? Okay. Big, uh, big win for Huntsville. I mean, that's, you know, it's Grant Meyer's first year there, you know, feeling, trying to fill some enormous shoes left to him by Jim Stafford. Um, and so – that's a signature win for them. There's no question about that. In in, in Myrick's first season, signature win uh, over uh, and, and Harrison is a very good team, uh, but signature win for them. Now Harrison last night they on Tuesday night struggled against Prairie Grove, uh, only won by three uh, in a game that was close the whole way. So uh, Gabe Husky, I believe, is injured um, for Harrison. That's a, a big a big loss for them for their team. No question about that. Um, but so maybe Harrison's not going to roll through this conference like we thought they would. Um, now, for those of you that are you know didn't hear Henry explain this last week, and we'll talk, tell you again, the 4A1 conference has split itself into two divisions. There's an East Division and a West Division. So Harrison's on the East side, correct, Henry, with Harrison, Huntsville, and a couple I can't remember. Variable and Shallow Christian. And then on the other side, you got a very good Farmington boys team and a very good P Ridge team, just to name a couple, on that side. So, you know, the 4A1, top to bottom, and all in between, that's a, that's a tough conference. It's, it's a tough conference. So, um, you know, and that's good for these teams. When it gets to be playoff time and conference tournament and regional tournament, that's good for the teams that come out of this conference. Yeah, it really is. And I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to do it because uh, because of this two divisions, uh, it's going to change the dynamics of when the conference tournament takes place. They're now going to be matched up. Well, the, the two division leaders, well, they'll get the – by to the semifinals, but then the others are going to have to work their way in and play in games. You have some good teams that's not going to make the regional tournaments. What's going to happen? Yeah, and and, uh, and you know, and that's the way it should be. And then, and then you go from there. You go to the region, which this year they're matched up with the four A four. Well, the region tournament's going to be in the a brand new facility at Moralton. Right. And uh, there's a couple of good teams over there, as in Dardanelle. On the boys' side, on the girls' side, it's Clarksville and Pottsville. So uh, you just never know about those regional tournaments because you got to get there. It's one win, and you're in state. And state, well, it's all the way down to Magnolia. Now the question is, can Morlton deliver hospitality food as good as Ozark or West Fork has? That, that's where the bar. That's a high bar that's been set there. Yeah. I've got a few connections there in Morlton, good friends of mine over there. Danny Catcher's side, he's the principal. Trent Tipton, the – AD over there. Maybe I need to make a couple phone to step calls. That game up, and have to bring their A game every night at the regional in the hospitality in room. No Are we all agreement that, that the, uh, the lower the classes you go, the better the hospitality? Room? No doubt about uh, that. Yes. No, no doubt yes. about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, you talk about that. Yeah. I was visiting over the holidays, uh, Rick, about someone. We were talking about the George Kell Classic in Swifton, Ar- Swifton, Ar- Swifton Arkansas, Arkansas. Yeah. and I, and I said. 
best hospitality room ever. Yeah. And, and I had two that jumped up immediately and said, no question. No question about hey, it. Hey, they don't bring in fast food sandwich. They got the uh, chicken and dumplings, uh, your old grandma and the coach's wives and everything. Hey, that's fantastic. Hey, I, you know, it's funny because yeah. I, I mentioned it to my wife and she said, Hey, she and she remembered this from you. Hey, you said something about a lady who had banana pudding. I said, hey, I could taste that banana pudding right now. And that was 20 years ago. Yep. Wow. Well, that's the 4A. Let's take a look at 3A. Henry, kind of give us a little recap on 3A. We talked about this a little bit, that uh, Valley Springs boys, um, they, are, they are rolling in 3A. Uh, they're going to be a team that obviously will be a factor. Uh, Boonville boys, now this is not, you know, th- Remember, what is today's date? Today's just uh, January 16th. Normally, mm-hmm. we're not talking about Boonville now. I mean, their, their season ended a, a month ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Football season is Boonville. Yeah. Well, this guess what? And Paul Boyd had this in a note last week. Boonville boys have won about 40 games in a row or something. They're rolling. Hey, uh, they, they can uh, – this just in. They can actually play a little basketball in Boonville, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. They, they they don't carry it. Uh, they, don't, they don't all just carry the ball. They can dribble and shoot it, too. Uh-huh. Do they have little? Uh, do they have Carson Ray running lead? Is he setting picks and running lead block for him? Hey, oh, but now I did see Noah Reyes is playing basketball. Yes, and uh, he coach mentioned uh, Coach Ronnie Denton mentioned to me that, that that Reyes is the only football player that is, and he's helping them obviously with the. Uh, well, I bet when he sets in, a pick, you've been picked. Yeah, inside you, you think he could clear some space in the I lane? I think he probably can. Absolutely I think he can. So uh, Boonville boys, Valley Springs boys are rolling. 3A. Now, Henry, you mentioned this a while ago. What a great game Tuesday night in 3A, Charleston and Elkins. It was. Uh, Charleston was down for most of the game and then come back, outscored Elkins 21-11 to in the fourth quarter and won it 70-67 to on its home court. Jacob Green with 36 points. 36. Uh, and this was just after Friday night. They played... Uh, Waldron and Mr. Peyton Brown, the scoring machine, and beat them. So they're unbeaten in conference play. Elkins just suffered its first conference loss. And that rematch, I would love to see it when it comes to Elkins. That you know that 3A conference, I mean, the, we've talked about this, the change in classification. I still have people ask me, I had somebody ask me the other night, why, uh, you know, you're saying 6A, why is there no 7A? Well, the AAA has changed all that. And, and only 7A applies to football now. So after football, every other sport, 6A is the highest classification. I know it's confusing, but 6A is the highest class. Well, what that did is that shuffled these other sports and condensed it mm-hmm. to where now you've got an Elkins, which is a 4A in football. They're 3A in basketball. Same thing with Lincoln. And, and so it's made those lower conferences, lower classifications, a lot better. Same mm-hmm. thing with Farmington being 5A in football, but 4A, you know, in basketball. Well, that you took Farmington out of 5A West and threw them in the 4A1 in girls where you're going to have Berryville and, and Harrison and whatever and, and normally Prairie Grove and, and thought like that. It, I think it's just made it a whole lot better, and we're seeing it in basketball. And I don't know how it's going to translate in baseball and softball, but in basketball we're seeing it. It's made a big impact. And you may be seeing more of this in the future because I've already been hearing talk that – Rumors are starting to flood that they may change football into this same dynamic. It'd be great. I mean, can you? I, I would love to see Jonesboro and and those basketball playing Absolutely. against playing against North Little Rock and, and North Side and whatever. It just makes it a whole lot better. Yeah. So we shall see what what transpires because they, from what I've heard so far, most of this these teams like this new alignment. There's still a couple. I, why are we having to go this 
far to play here when we're missing somebody down the road, but you just had to look at the dynamics of it. It's all about mileage. Sure it is. Sure it is. Let's talk a little bit about also going down, maybe down to down the class 1A. We were talking about this a while ago in the boys' 1A2 conference. There are three teams in that conference, three schools in that conference, with already with 20 wins in that conference. So you got Calico Rock, Izzard County, both with 20. Western Grove, a team that made it to the semis last year, also with 20 wins. And they're in third place in that conference with 20 wins. So basketball in this state, at the Class 1A level, in 1A and 2A, to me, it doesn't get any better than that. That is, you know, those – it's like Hoosiers. Well, you, yeah. you talk about the uh, – Izzard County Consolidated. Okay, I'm, I'm telling you, remember that name because they're, they're – They're very they're, good. They're a state contender. they got a guy named Justice Cooper – who, yes, it may be 1A basketball, but he has multiple Division One offers already. I mean, the kid can play. Well, this, I mean, uh, three teams already in that conference. There's only like six teams in the conference. Three of them have 20 wins. So, you know, it's fun to watch that. We don't get to see a lot of Class A basketball because the closest, I think, 1A to us, we've got new school over Fayetteville, a brand new school, also 20 wins on the boys' side in their first year without a senior on the team. And David Farrell has it rolling over there, and he will continue to have it rolling. So you got that going on. Um, Alpena, uh, girls are always good. You know, they're a 1A power. Uh, they're always, you know, really good program over there. And, uh, you know, we got Western Grove we talked about. You know, and then we go up to 2A. County line boys, very, very good. Lavaca boys are good. So we got a lot of good basketball um, in this in this region from 1A all the way up to 6A. And, and um, I think small school basketball here in Arkansas, we've all grown. I know Paul and I grew up with but watching that uh, small, I love going small school basketball. Uh, Tuesday, Friday nights, it's just a frenzy. Uh, the crowds are huge. I, I go to six eight. Uh, frankly, Harbor last night, there was just a mediocre crowd. I mean, it wasn't much atmosphere. Well, I don't there's think. nothing better, Rick, than going to a game at Huntsville. Absolutely, I, I love Huntsville against Berryville or Huntsville against uh, you know a rival, Harrison. Yeah. Uh, I can't get up in the crow's nest anymore. I have to sit down there in the bleachers. But you're we're going to get you one of those right. little chairs that you sit in, and it slowly takes you up there. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, um, but, but that small school basketball, I love it. You know, they're packed out, and uh, that's what I love about Farmington coming back and being in the foray is that Farmington playing Moralton or or uh, or Valonia, you don't get the big crowd. Farmington playing Berryville or Farmington yep. playing a local team, you know, Prairie Grove. That's the games. You, those are those are packed. It's intense. It's it's great. The students are awesome, and you know that's what I that I think that's what I like more about the way the conferences are now is that now you've really gotten a lot you know a lot of that back again that we had lost. I think seven classes in Arkansas is too much. I've always thought it should be about five. And you know I hear people complain, oh they got uh, three more kids than we do. Hey, but hey, that's what basketball. What about the Indiana and the Hoosier story where they all played for? One class. Yes. So five classes is plenty for Arkansas. Now, we've got a few weeks left in the regular season, but Henry, last week the Arkansas Activities Association, they met and they uh, have awarded regional and state tournaments. So, Henry, real quickly, give us a rundown. Where will the 6A state basketball tournament be held? 6A state basketball tournament will be at the two-year-old or three-year-old Wolverine Arena Bentonville West. Which, by the way, we're renaming that Wolverina. Wolverina, yeah. So 6A goes to Bentonville West. 5A? Lake Hamilton. 4A. Magnolia. 3A. Osceola. 2A. 
Carlisle. And 1A. A name we just mentioned, Izzard County Izzard Consolidated. County. So they're going to get the state tournaments, but before the other schools can get, before you can get there, you got to go to regional. So we got the 4A North Regional, which will include teams from the one, uh, the, from the 4A1 conference, mm-hmm. which right now they're split in divisions, but they won't be when they come to their conference tournament. They'll be back to one one conference. Mm-hmm. So you have teams from the 4A1 and teams from the 4A4. That would include teams like Subiaco, um, Clarksville, those you know, those right. teams. Uh, Dardanelle, who you mentioned, mm-hmm. they're 4A. They will be matched up with, with Pea Ridge and Berryville and Farmington. Where will that regional be? That will be at Moralton, who just opened its brand new arena last year. So in 3A, you're going to have teams matched up from the 3A1, correct, and mm-hmm. the 3A4. So that you'll see, actually, is that right or that might not be I'm, right? Let's look at that. It's actually the re, 3A Region 1 will be teams from the 3A1 West and the 3A1 East. Gotcha. Okay. And where will that regional be played at? That will be at Mountain View. At Mountain View. Okay. So that will be a really, really good regional. 2A. Henry, give us a little 2A regional the here. The 2A West will be... At Danville, and that will be, uh, let's see who gets that matchups. It will be the 2A1 and the 2A4. So the 2A1, you're talking about teams like Decatur, Eureka Springs, Flippin', and then the 2A4, you have Danville, Hackett, Hector, Lavaca, and that group. Eureka Springs boys, very good. They they're a 20 already a 20 game winner. Garrett Cross, six foot five point guard. For Eureka Springs, so they're, they'll be a team to watch. Henry, what about 1A? We talked about 1A. Region 1 will be at County Line. Okay, so we know County Line's really good. Boys and girls both are leading that their conference. And Region 2 will be at Calico Rock. So Also very, very good. So those will be coming up uh, in February. Um, but, but even before they get that, they'll have conference tournaments that they'll have to get through that we kind of slightly alluded to a while ago. So... Um, the 1A, 2A, 3A, 4As, you know, those conference games are important because they lead to seeding. Seeding is important when you get to conference and regional because if you get a high seed going into, uh, you know, from your regular season, when you get to the conference tournament, you're already going to be assured a spot in the regional because you're going to be in the, in the semifinals. Is that correct? That's correct. So you want to get that high seed. So every game is important. Now, one game we didn't talk about earlier, last Friday, Pea Ridge had a huge, huge road game at Gravit. Mm-hmm. Now, Pea Ridge Girls is not a not a program that we've talked a lot about because they haven't had a lot of history here lately. Pea Ridge got a big road win. Pea Ridge is ranked number three in the state this week in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette poll. Henry, have you had a chance to see them play? I haven't yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I seen them just before Christmas, the boys and the girls, when they play Prairie Grove, and they can go. Uh, I like watching the boys. Uh, Trent Lloyd has a good thing going over there. Uh, you don't have a superstar over there, but they're a team. I think you know their their little uh, thing is one bounce, and that's their motto, their mantra. And they have a number of people who do do their jobs, and they're fun to watch. And another team we haven't really talked much about, um, and they're kind of kind of out there um, that in the three A that we don't you know we can't see everybody. But, Rick, the Lincoln girls are having a really, really good season. Moving down to 3A from 4A has really made a big difference for them. I'm hoping to talk to them today because they really have – because the Lincoln girls have been uh, down, I guess, since Dion Burks uh, became athletic director. But they're coaching from uh, – your name is it from Rogers Heritage, is she? 
the coach for Lincoln Girls? Do we know? No, where that she's was from? Emily Ann, uh, Emily Ann, who was the uh, assistant under Randy Richardson at Bentonville West. West. Okay, all right. So yeah. I got that confused, but uh, dropping knowledge on you today too, aren't we? Well, yeah. Hopefully, you know, yeah. you listen to this show, even if you're in the room or not, you're still going to get knowledge dropped. On hopefully, the I'll be more informed by the end of the day. <laughs> hey, let me ask you. Uh, um, I was just thinking, uh, I should know this. Another thing I should know, but these small schools that don't play football are they capped at thirty games? They get to play more games in the schools that don't. They, they do, do have- get the more games because they get to start their season yeah. two or three weeks earlier. I think their cap is like 26 games okay. with three tournaments three. and 28 games with two tournaments. Yeah. Okay. So See. they get a few extra games, but, you know, uh, they don't have football. So, yeah. And I heard somebody discuss, well, they shouldn't get that kind of advantage, but, you know, they're small schools. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And, uh, you know, they're on that yellow dog a lot. A lot, yep. You know, like the teams that schools have to go to Western Yale County, that's way out there, you know. And, and uh, I was looking at them the other day in that conference. you got OARC on one end of the spectrum and Western Yale County on the other side. I mean, that's a lot of mileage between those two schools. But, uh, you know, just, you know, it's fun. Those are fun atmospheres. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you, if you've only gone to 6A games, you know, your you're whole missing. life or whatever, you're missing the boat. You need to just load up the car. You know, you know, put five bucks, ten bucks in your pocket. Go over and catch a game over at Alpena or or uh, or somewhere like that, where uh, you know where that's that is their thing is basketball. And and, and I tell you what, it's eye, it's an eye opening thing to see basketball played at that level. I'd I'd soon see that than uh, inner city Little Rock, a game between Parkview and Central. Hey, give me an Izard County game anytime. It's just a lot of fun, and and uh, and I tell you what, the fans there are uh, they are they are uh, their knowledge of the game is uh, is is way up there, and I mean, and, and they let the referees know when they, they get do. things wrong. Too. They, they do, and you know what? Usually the fans are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's it for today's show. Um, again, we want to congratulate Paul Boyd on uh, being named the Arkansas Sports Writer of the Year. Well deserved, Paul. This uh, he's a, he's the hardest working man in sports business. I've seen him cover six, seven different sports in like a three-week period, and I more than I do in two years. He's like a Swiss Army knife. He just pulls a different yeah, tool out from wherever. Yeah, that's it. Paul has a great following. When he shows up, everybody you know knows who Paul is, and, and uh, that's great for us. So, Paul, congratulations on that. And uh, that will do it for this episode of The Shop. And uh, if you haven't been out to see the basketball dribbled, it's not too late. Get out there and go watch these kids play. It is. I'll tell you what, you know what else at the Class A level, Rick? Those kids make their free throws. Unlike the Razorbacks, oh, that's these exactly kids make right. their that's free exactly throws. That's exactly right. So they don't maybe, get out of court if they no, don't. No, maybe Mike needs to take his kids over and watch a little Class A 1A basketball and see how free throws are, are actually made. Maybe that would be a – maybe they need to do that. But make a, a field trip for the Razorbacks. Yeah, go. really. They're learning something for sure. Absolutely. So thanks for being there with us, and uh, we'll see you at a gym near you.